Renicki off the bag at first. The pitch, he swings on this, a fly ball to left. Here comes Herndon, he's there, he's got it. The Tigers are the champions of 1984. They race on the field of Bob Hernandez. The Tigers have won the World Series. They are the champions of the world in 1984. Thank you, Ernie Harwell. We're going to have to do a, a favorite announcers thing some week. Uh, welcome to the fifth edition, though, of the Hot Takes Corner, bringing you the thoughts of three guys who are hopefully along with you watching the greatest game on earth, which is baseball. Joining myself as your DJ Ingve or Amos, and back from a week off, it's Ray. How are you guys doing? I'm good. How's you doing? How's everybody out there? Thanks for listening again, everyone. Another good day in baseball. Yeah. So hopefully everybody's enjoying it as much as uh, we are. Yeah, stick around. Uh, we'll have a latest bum, no bum at the end of the show. We put up a person or people that are related to baseball, then discuss if they shouldn't be liked or if it isn't someone people should put down. So looking forward to that with you guys, as always. We start, though, whoa, lots of stuff going on this past week. Uh, let's start, though, with the Hall of Fame weekend. Uh, the inductees, Vladimir Guerrero Sr., Trevor Hoffman, Shipper Jones, and Jim Tomei by regular balloting and former Tiger teammates Jack Morris and Alan Trammell via the Veterans Committee. Uh, any thoughts or memories to share, either about the weekend or the players? Uh, Ray, you had the week off. Let's start with you. Uh, I, I didn't catch too, too much of the Hall of Fame induction things. I mean, obviously, I paid attention to it since he was in. The only thing is, I think it's a shame Jack Morris had to go in for that Veterans Committee vote. Hmm. He's, a, he's the type of guy I would have thought would have got voted in. Black... Think. I think he should have went, as, went in as an expo, not an angel. I know he chose to go as, as an angel. But if you look at his numbers, he had a yes, he won the MVP in LA, but he's still overall, his statistic, ah, statistically, he was better as an expo than as an LA. Was he angel. longer as an expo? I wasn't look at that. Yeah, he spent eight years in the expos oh. and six on the oh, angel. Okay. Interesting. Amos, anything strike you? Uh, you know, I'm going to be flat out honest. You know, there was a lot of these guys that I didn't watch their whole career. Um, you know, I've heard of the names. I can't get of a lot of details, you know, fault me as much as you want. Um, but it was good to see Chipper Jones make it. I do uh, remember watching him uh, a lot with the Braves and it, he's, I, I don't know what to say about the guy. I mean, really, but uh, I remember me and my, my friend, uh, old Michael Reed, watching Braves baseball a lot. And uh, that was his favorite player. And I just remember him saying, I hope he makes it to the Hall of Fame one day. And, well, here he is, you know, so many odd years later. But, uh, you know, not everybody, everybody – I think everyone that, uh, based on the stats I've seen, everyone should agree all these people deserve to be in. Uh, definitely. And I would have to go with uh, Ray and the whole Jack Morse thing, though I've been reading a lot, of course uh, – on social media over the weekend and uh, seems more people than others think that Jack shouldn't have even made it. And I was kind of taken oh. aback by some of those folks and had a lot of arguments for them. Of course, uh, Morris kind of is my boy as well. Uh, what he did, with that. Yeah. What he did and what was in my opinion, one of the top five world series games of all time against one of my most admired pitchers of all time. And John Schmoltz, you talk about the Braves and Schmoltz and all that excitement. Uh, so much wrapped up in that game. It, uh, took coming back from a commercial break at the top of the 10th and seeing Morris still on the mound to make me realize what he had been accomplishing that night. Uh, 
Still too anxious for bats in the bottom. Care if you lasted the inning. I was just hoping the Twins would go one, two, three. The Braves, they did. Gladden doubles lead off the bottom of the tenth. Sacrifice two intentional walks in a row. Fly ball past the left fielder. Yeah! Twins world champs. Second time in five years. Then we hand him off to Ray's Blue Jays, and he gets a couple more. It's just just awesome. And, uh, yeah, Morris, I don't know if you guys caught it. Uh, I want to read an excerpt for you, for you from uh, his speech. So it was just a great speech. Uh, and I quote, whether in Little League or in the big leagues, I would encourage all baseball players to learn the history of our game. Learn about the great players behind me. Learn about the owners and the history of the players' union. Only then will you have a better understanding of who you are and where you fit into its history. Baseball is a team sport played by individuals, and so is life. Winning and losing are facts of life, but it's how you deal with both that defines you. I believe in the human heart and human spirit, and no analytics can define them. There's no telling what you can accomplish if you have the will and desire to try. God blessed me with a gift, and it was meant to be shared with others. My life in baseball has been an incredible journey, and I'm grateful for everything. And I say thank you, Jack Morris Hall of Fame pitcher. Yeah, yeah I, didn't, I, I didn't wow. catch it, but that is, that's, it's, I mean, he's right. What it's, a great speech. I feel bad for yeah, him. Yeah, me too. You, you got to check out the, the video from saw, that. Chipper Jones is really good, too. Did you catch any of that? Yeah, I saw Chipper's speech. It was pretty good. It, it was nice to see all these guys get in. You know, for the ones that I knew, you know, I, you know, I didn't follow a lot of some of these guys. But Trevor Hoffman, I knew about Chipper Jones, Tomei. Vlad Guerrero was, you know, I didn't really pay much attention to him. But I know about his power and his great arm yeah. he had. I got a very interesting fact for you guys, and uh, kudos if you can get this, uh, even those listening, if you can get this. But uh, out of everyone in the Hall of Fame, out of all the inductees into the Hall of Fame, there's only two players that have been inducted that were first-round draft picks that have been, you know, inducted into the Hall of Fame. Can you I know one. Team? I know one right one. off the bat, yeah. One is Chip. One of Chip. them was in the number one yep. overall pick. Chipper Jones is one. Do you know the other? Who is the other one, though? First-rounder, huh? Yeah, that's a. I don't know that. Ooh. Let me. I'll give you a hint. He had. He's known for having one of the prettiest. Ken Griffey in was number one. That's right. Ken Griffey. Yeah. What was he? One, one, and one. One. Round. Yeah, they were both one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think Jones was uh, number one in the 90, 1990. and then Griffey was eighty-eight or eighty-six, wasn't it? Which one was? Yeah, I, I, know. I could, could be wrong, but I think it's eighty-six. But. I thought that was a nice little tidbit fact about the uh, – we should call those right back. I'm going to be honest. I, I wouldn't even have thought only two of those guys are first-round guys. That's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Top, of, top of your head like that, that would uh, that'd be, that'd be a tough one. But, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It really goes to show you that just because you get the number one pick doesn't mean you have the best. For sure. So, and we'll, we'll have more on but, that later too. Can't yeah, I have, a, I have an opinion <laughs> on that. <laughs> So. It's funny with Vlad, too. I thought he would have, I mean, considering Montreal is a team that gave him first eight years of his career, I thought he would have kind of gave more of a, be more, seem more thankful to them. He didn't really seem too thrilled that he was an expo, to be honest with you. Hmm. He didn't really hear much about the expos from. Yeah. Like, if you watch Robbie Alomar's back in 2010, like, he was saying his not you know in his heart his number one theme in his heart is the Blue Jays and the Blue Jays gave him his career. Yeah, for all we know, it could be a Major League Baseball thing. You know, don't let <laughs> <Yeah. exist. laughs> the Washington was, Nationals you know. now. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking too, though. Because like it'd be hard to not mention the team that you know kind of yeah, helped you get your career. First eight years of your career. 
in Montreal. Yeah. Well, now he's got his son. Hopefully his, his son can do well in uh, Canada as well. well. Boy, we've had quite a week. It's uh, time to discuss what's been going on. Uh, we start with uh, the trades. Uh, I had uh, the first one that I put down was the Austin Meadows and Tyler Glasnow to Tampa for Chris Archer trade. Other deals for the Pirates, uh, Keona Kayla uh, from Texas. Uh, what do you got, guys? Uh, you, the Archer trade. I mean, I was when I heard about it, I was I was confused too. Yeah, I, I thought I thought somebody like maybe Dodgers, Yankees would have got him. If you look at it though, it does sort of make sense. I mean, you know, everybody says, "Oh, they traded Garrett Cole last year. They don't want the big star guy." But if you look at it, Garrett Cole's only controllable through next year. Mm-hmm. The Archer thing, I think they pulled the trigger on it because he's controllable till 2021. Right. So it's kind of like if they want to, you know, build around him type thing. And I had heard similar stuff from earlier uh, regarding Archer to the Padres of all places. That yeah, I heard that. The too. Padres trying to, to find some controllable players here uh, mid-season. It's uh, pretty crazy. That's where I thought he was going to go. That's where I was hearing was Archer to Padres. And then it came up, oh. That would be such a random. It would, though. But, it, but it is with the Pirates, too, though, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought Archer to the Pirates? Like I, yeah, that, that's like what I, I said. I thought Dodgers and Yankees together. Yeah, if anybody would trade, uh, I think. just I, I'm very surprised that Archer went to the Pirates. Um, it, this is something that this is one of the most surprising, probably one of the um, biggest steals of the of the trading deadline, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I the Pirates were on quite a run, um, so I can see, and they're they're they've kind of played themselves back into the thick right. of the race. Um, I believe they're only six, let me find it here, six games. Yeah, they're only six games behind in the Central now. Um, when they were about 12 and a half at the beginning of July. So they've definitely played themselves back into contention. And now you get someone that Archer, who's coming from, uh, traditionally believed from a stronger league to a weaker mm-hmm. league, it makes you wonder how he's going to do. Um but the Pirates apparently don't think they need a lot of help on offense, so they attacked what they think was a weak spot, and that was their pitching, both starting and bullpen. And um, I, I, I like at first I really hated how they got Archer, but uh, it does make a lot of sense. You know, Ray, Ray you're, you're right. It, it does make a lot of sense because uh, now you have what should be a good ace for your rotation. Um, and then when you're, uh, for, for Keela or Kella, sorry, now you have someone that could set up, um, their closer. Vasquez, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Vasquez. So the trade makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. Austin Meadows hasn't really been growing as much as he did when he first showed up in the league. Uh, maybe he'll do better with Tampa Bay. I don't know. Tyler Glass now, you know, it's a small hit for Pittsburgh, but if you're going to get someone like Archer, then... That's probably worth yeah, it's probably a, train, uh, a change of scenery thing for him. I was thinking uh, with that whole deal. Uh, and Archer, to me, too, I mean, he's lost a little bit on his fastball, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, Yeah, he's lost three miles an hour, mm-hmm. I believe, less. Like, they've clocked it three miles an hour slower, his fastball. But I guess, I mean, I guess they're looking for his, uh, his uh, control and his uh, ability to overtake a game, as, as one of you guys said, the, the, you know, the ace of the staff, they're hoping. Well, if you watch him pitch, he has a nasty changeup. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, his fastball is good, but his breaking stuff is nasty. Right. So we'll see how that happens with that one. And uh, I'm very excited for the Pirates. Uh, of course, they're 
my old team in the National League. <laughs> kind of going away from them a little bit, but they're just always an interesting team to me in small market. And anybody, Go ahead. anybody who anybody who is interested, Archer Hurdle said today that Archer is going to start tomorrow. Oh, okay. He'll be starting Thursday for anyone looking to catch him. In or a sorry, shooting. Friday. Friday he's starting. Oh, okay. oh yeah. So It'll be Friday? Okay. Friday. Friday then. That'd be against yeah. the Cubs. Oh, Cubs are uh, the weekend deal, huh? Which people watch because yep, Campbell's is starting right now for Chicago. We'll get to him soon. Yeah, hopefully uh, we'll uh, have some more things to say about him next week. He'll hopefully have a couple of starts in for us. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, right now, let's go to the Baltimore, finish off Baltimore and their whole uh, trading plethora. <laughs> Gausman and O'Day to yeah. the Braves. Uh, Brad Brock in a separate trade. For some prospects, uh, they have Duvall going uh, to the Braves as well. But let's, let's start with the Orioles. Well, fire sale. As in, it's yeah. just yeah, they pretty much they got rid of yeah. everyone except for uh, Davis and and. Well, Andrew Jones had the ten but, and five. I think he said he wouldn't wave a ten and five too. Well, he 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 was interviewed. Ah, uh, God, I can't remember if it was yesterday or the day before, but. He said he actually wanted to stay in yeah. Baltimore. He thinks he's earned his right, his keep to stay in Baltimore. And, you know, I, I got to give him a lot of credit yeah. for that. You know, you're staying with a very god-awful team. Who's not going to get you better know, it, it, anytime soon. Yeah, and it doesn't say, you know, maybe he's nearing the end of his mm-hmm. career and he's just like, ah, you know, I've made my run. Let me just yeah. see if I Likes can Likes to be the old team. man in the clubhouse maybe type mm-hmm. thing. Interesting. Right. But – um you know, you, you kind of had to expect this. You know, I didn't expect most of their players were going to go to one no. team. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, this was uh, this was good for the Braves. You know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. And the Braves needed some help in that bullpen. Now they got Brad Brock and uh, Darren O'Day. And it, that's that's going to make their bullpen a lot better. And the thing is, because Viscaino is out. And what's his, what's the manager's name of Atlanta? Again, I always forget his name. Uh, yeah, he was Smith. saying that even when Viscaino comes back, they're going to – so hard. So I mean, you got AJ Minter okay. closer, but now if you look at it, if you falter, now you just go to Brock, right? And you got O'Day and O'Day. You got O'Day, Brock, Minter, and Viscaino in that bullpen now. When Viscaino is healthy, so they they do have a pretty nasty bullpen. Well, let's talk more about the Braves trades. Then uh, they got Adam Duvall now for a bat. We uh, mentioned last week they want you know a starter, a reliever, and a bat. Looks like they got all three guys. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a uh... Major kudos for them to, to pull all that. And the, the Gossman trade, I think. I mean, you look like Mike. What's his name? Uh, Mike Soroka. He's on the sixty. Eh? Their oh. starting pitching isn't the healthiest in the world. Uh-huh. So they right. brought. I think Gossman was kind of like a shore up, have another starting pitcher type thing. Hey, he's Help. another guy that's kind of hard hard for me to to gauge. You know, as a pitcher, and I'm glad to just see you know him see him get another uh, change of scenery as well. I know I remember Buck Showalter when he came in to the Orioles organization, just looked at the guy and he's like, damn. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he was good. I mean, at one time he was very good. He's kind of fallen off a little bit now. But... Let me give you uh, some stats about Gosling awesome. real quick here. When he was with the Orioles, now this is from um, 2013 to 2012, till he got okay. traded this year, yep. 2018. So uh, he he did. It doesn't look good. I mean, it really doesn't look good. Um, you know, he's thirty nine and fifty one win loss, uh, with an ERA of four point two. Uh, now he does have almost seven hundred okay. strikeouts. Yeah. 
uh, including one season where he had 174. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it makes me wonder if, uh, you know, the whole, you know, different different uh, ball team might help him. And, you know, mm-hmm. a team that actually can score some runs, you know, will help Lots of things too, right? I mean, how good are you going to do on a terrible team that has problems scoring for you? That's why Jacob Degrom. Well, that's what I mean. Not to say names. That's why for me, wins and losses doesn't really tell me a lot about a pitcher. Mm -hmm. That's 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 a good way. You can't go by wins. Mm -hmm. Like with me, it's more ERA, walks, hits, strikeout. That's more what I look at. Because the win loss, if you could be, I don't know who's a good example to you. You could be Nolan Ryan (laughs) in Baltimore, and he'd have ten wins probably. Because your team's terrible, <laughs> right? Anyway. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, we see the Dodgers continuing the game. They got God. Dozier from my Twins. God, uh, they traded they Forsyth, Rayleigh, and Smelzer. That that I, that's right. just right. if you look at that infield, even that that team, man. Look at third base. Turner, shortstop Machado, second base Dodger, first base Muncy. Then what do you do? Now Bellinger goes to the outfield. Mm-hmm. So now you have Kemp, Bellinger, and probably Peterson in the outfield. That's just that's disgusting. <laughs> I'm starting to think the Dodgers are cheating. Like they're giving more, yeah, know, really. more more space on their roster than other teams because they're just like sucking up all of these good players. You're like, well, what about this guy? What happened to this guy? You know. We'll just right. trade him for. We'll we'll just switch Dozier and Forsyth around. But you know what this trade tells me about the Dodgers? You know what this trade deadline tells me about yeah. this team? They're going oh, yeah, all 100%. in. This is an all in or nothing. If they do not win the World Series this year, it's going to be a loss. Yeah. I just I think what's uh, Dave Roberts will be gone. I think the GM will be gone if they don't win this year. Wow. Yeah, it's it's hard to say what's like if they don't if. They don't pull this off. Uh, it's just it's gonna be it's gonna be hard yeah. to recover because you already have some of the best in the game yeah. on your yeah. team before that makes you. And then you get. But see, better. this makes me think now the fact that Bellinger is going to be a full time outfielder. Mm-hmm. Do they maybe have some sort of leagues expendable next year type thing? Because you know how his attitude is. He's a poor well, we'd heard we'd heard him in trade rumors all over the place. Nothing ever happened. So now this kind of gives them a reason though to get rid of Puig. They don't need him. He's not a needed up there when you got Kemp, Ellinger, Peterson. I don't know what Kemp's contract is. That's right? a good one. That's a good. Uh, Isn't a good he still take. under like an eight or something? I'll pull yeah, that you pull up, that up uh, right. as we wrap things up about the Dodgers. Uh, my my thoughts were a little bit of a surprise that they didn't go more bullpen as far as trying to address some needs. Uh, although they've been, you know, shipping these guys up from the minors uh, quite well. Uh, you know, you got a couple of starters. Bueller uh, is the one that pops in my head. Then I can't remember the other the other guys off the top of my head. But what, any thoughts on, on that, Ray? Uh, I didn't. I honestly, I don't even pay attention to what they're bringing up. All I keep seeing is they're taking guys. Yeah. Young arms, though. Young arms uh, that I've been seeing. And most of those arms have been involved in trade talks, but they've uh, instead been trying to service them uh, for their major league club as well. And 
but it's like I said before too, like I don't know, a couple of podcasts ago last week, not last week, week before, I thought they would have went after another pitching guy. Yeah. Like like a DeGrom type guy, just an, an anchor behind Kershaw too. Because look at Sean Hill, he got beat up pretty good yesterday. And as far as, you know, fourth or fifth starters, you know, are they really set with Bueller and some other people, you know, in those positions? Yeah. I, you know, that kind of remains to be seen. Did you find anything there, Amos? He's, I got it. Um, you found it. Uh, it just looks like he's under contract until yeah, he signed, signed 21 million next year, and then he's a UFA in 2020. Now, what's his age again? Uh, good, he's yeah, 33. Wow, truly really a resurgent player. Definitely. So, he's been him and Muncy has been the fuel for that yeah, fire big time. Well, what does it do to you know, what's it going to do to their chemistry then when you got? Dozier and Machado stepping in when these guys have been, you know, leading the fate. Uh, I think they're just going to welcome them with open oh, 100%. Arms, you know, more power, you more hope, defense. Yeah. You know, I mean, anything to get them another yeah, ring. Agreed. You know, I think I think I don't think it's going to cause any problems. I think they're going to love it, love having those guys there, especially a guy like Machado. It's just all in. Expect- I mean, I, I I don't even understand how this team can't win the World Series this year. No, I agreed. I mean, I just, I think being there last year just made them extra hungry that they weren't able to, you know, weren't able to beat Houston and win it. Yeah, as close as you can get. Seven games. And then this year, this was when they said we're going all in this year and we're win or bust. They had a, they had the uh, general manager of the Dodgers on today on um, a show called High Heat on MLB uh, Network and I can't remember the guy's name that hosted. I think it's his Chris, name, yeah. Chris Russo. Mm-hmm. Isn't it yeah. Chris Russo? And he asked him a question. Yeah, Russo, yep. He, he asked him a question that really intrigued me, and he goes, uh, he said something about how the Dodgers were known as a team to have interchangeable mm. parts, and now you've acquired guys that primarily play one yeah. position. And he asked him, how does that really fit in with past strategies oh. of interchangeable along with now you kind of got locked in positions, you know, Dozier at second most of the time. Machado's mostly shortstop. Yeah. So it just um, – he asked him that question, and his answer uh, – the GM's answer was uh, not really surprising, but it was – he sounded like he was kind of unsure, like something he didn't really think mm-hmm. about. But who cares? You have the best <laughs> – you have some of the best players now on your team. You, you now uh, – it's going to be hard for anyone else in the NL West to keep up with that. No, it's true. You know? hey, it talks so much about these but, interchangeable – Parts, you know, is it, you know, the trending thing? Well, Dodgers and now Brewers, I think, are also showing this. And let's turn to the Brewers. They get Jonathan Scope from the Orioles for Villar, a minor league pitcher and an infielder. They get Mustakas from the Royals, Soria from the White Sox. What are you thinking of the Brewers, guys? I'm interested to see what's going to happen with Travis Shaw now. What do you do with him? Mm-hmm. You can't put him at first. You got Aguilar. You can't put him at shortstop. You got Arcia, and look at the outfield. You got Yelich, Kane, and Thames playing right. What are you gonna do with Shaw? My so thought is doubles. Of... My thought is double switch situations. Uh... Unless you're gonna platoon Scoop and Shaw at second. Right, right. There's that defense for Scoop could Braun. be you know the thing for them. And Braun, yeah, yeah Kimber Braun. Yeah, they have Braun too. Just uh, th- this is uh, wow. Um, I still, despite all of that, I still think the Brewers kind of blew it. Okay, explain that. I really do. We we already knew their offense mm-hmm. was good. Okay. 
I mean, this offense was had the I think they had the third highest run differential before all these trades uh, happened. In oh, the national, good point. Good point. And they're pitching. They needed starting Fire. pitching. That's Big what they time. needed. With some of their guys hurt and just not performing like they should have been. I mean, yes, they got a they got uh, uh Joachim Soria. I think that's yeah, Joachim Soria. But yeah, I always feel like I say his name wrong. Anyway, but um, they got him for the back end. You know, with Hater and uh, Corey Knable. You already know that. Uh, and Jeff, don't forget Jeffries starting pitching. Yeah, yeah, and Jeffries too. But where's the starting pitching? You think they would have made a minor yeah. splash and maybe another mm-hmm. pitcher? But um, I mean, I guess in their defense, if your offense is that good, then you probably don't yeah, have to. Maybe worry they kind of undercut. Maybe they kind of understated that in their trade offers, and we know the demand for starting pitcher out there was just so huge for all well, these teams, and hardly anything got moved, guys. It's it's why I think Degrom still had met. They were just asking way too much for him. Mm-hmm. Well, they also asked about Joe Ross from the okay. Nationals. They also asked about Jeremy Hellickson yeah, yeah, yeah. and they didn't pull the trigger on it. Right. So uh, I guess they feel as though they didn't need the starting pitching, but I, I would I would disagree. Okay. But uh, you know, there's a reason I'm not. A <laughs> I still I still think like I agree. I think Scoop was a wasted trade. You don't need it. For a second, you need Scoop for it. You should have used what you used to get in to get a is, Yeah. Is, if it's just for defense, why aren't you using you know some other guy? Exactly. Sense. You needed a good third baseman, but again, Scoopy didn't need him. You could have got a pitcher with what you used to get him. Well, we'll see how it ha- we'll see how it works. I mean, going into tonight's games, you know they uh, they're uh, tied with the Cubs. Yeah, the Cubs, Central. Brewers, yeah. and Pirates. Looking at those three, it's going to be a great race, guys. All right, it's time to uh, turn things back over to the American League. And Ray, you need to talk your Jays, and you need to tell us what is the deal with Roberto Asuna from the Jays to the Strohs for Giles, Polino, and Perez. Uh, also got Presley from the Twins, by the way. The Astros did. Yeah, I, I, I think the Jays. I mean, we we got away good here. I think Houston really, really, really did it. This one, you, you no, you shouldn't have done this trade. Osuna has, I mean, he wasn't, you know, Toronto says he was going to pitch, but even if he came back, he wasn't going to pitch for us. The fact is you have, this is going to cause so much problem in the locker room. Like you already have, what what was that prospect guy's name on Houston? I forget his name, but they already had this issue with one guy already. Yes. And yes, Verlander talked about him at length. And Lance McCullers Jr. both stood up again. So now it's like, now what are you going to do? Basically, and Cliff, I think it was Cliff Floyd was talking about this. He said it very well. You're showing that what he did, you're, you're kind of just excusing it. As long as you win, that's all you care about. Mm-hmm. So you almost, you have no integrity now. And it's like, even their fan base are not yeah. happy. With the what, what happened? Houston had that as kind of their mantra. You know, it's all about integrity yeah. in, in a family type of a clubhouse. Where did that go and with the Sasuna like, trade? They've gone against everything that they stand for or they say they stand for. They've gone against it and just said, oh, you know, you have these assault charges. Just come on in the Arctic. Come pitch for us. We'll go. And don't get me wrong. Don't get me there. wrong. You know, innocent until proven guilty and, and all that stuff. And I'll have a great article uh, with you guys' permission to put up at the podcast page about it. But, yeah, not good. What do you think, Amos? Uh, uh, that's, 
that's the only thing that I've got to say is that, you know, we mm-hmm. don't know if he's actually mm-hmm. guilty or not. Um, I, I don't know much about the guy outside of baseball, so I'm not going to say whether I think he's guilty or not. But to the Astros, you know, you're right. They had that team bonding atmosphere. You rarely hear about any issues with the team except for Ken Giles. You know, what yeah, but look what happened. <laughs> causes something, but down to AAA, Gonzo. Right. Oh. Um, but um, it, it's, I guess they're just taking a chance. You know, they're hoping that this ain't nothing, that it was just probably a false charge or that he's not actually guilty. But uh, boy, if he is guilty, but see, uh, that's going to put a very awkward. Be, um, atmosphere. Being in Toronto, I'm a little closer than you guys. Right, to the right. Thing. So you get the word ear to the street. Yeah, everything that like you know they've been talking about putting out there. It's, I mean, the fact that the police went and arrested him. I'm pretty, and the fact that the Jays were so quick to just boom, gone. It's uh-huh. telling you that pretty sure he's guilty of this. And he, ad- Jays... he admits, or he doesn't appeal. No, and saying like why the guy who's what was he 23 and he's you know controllable for a long time but the jays were just willing to just get rid of him so it's obvious that there's some level of guilt to this and houston's gonna tarnish their image by taking him on like that well as the days play out we'll we'll definitely find out uh see you had some other things to to say about toronto uh let's go ahead yeah i go there ray you oh man the people in this city is just you got the I call them the 2015 fans. What the Jays, <laughs> what Atkins and Shapiro are doing, amazing. They every single pitcher we've brought in is controllable. I know Giles, you know, he had his issues in Houston. He punched himself in the face, which I don't understand, but he got sent down. I don't. I think a, maybe a change of scenery might be good. For all you know, we're going to get the stud Ken Giles before he did all that garbage. Sure. But overall, like even though if you look at the what's the jersey? Chad's, uh, I forget his name. Can't remember his name. The prospect we got from the Yankees is part of the half trade. Okay. Chad, mm-hmm. Chad Spangburner or Spanberger, whatever his name is. Yep. Look at his numbers since he came. He's played four games. He's in high A ball. So he's at a home run five RBI already. He's going to be, I think he's going to be the replacement for Justin Smoke. I, I, I just like what they've done. They've got all controllable young guys, and they're just they're getting rid of guys that are either old or contracts are done. I mean, they're, they're trying to fix what AA did. AA kind of ruined our farm. I'm not saying it did it and it was bad because it was good. It got us what we had in 15 and 16. But yeah. I like what they're doing. They're building back up what he took away from us. Well, we got the other American League East, uh, Red Sox, a minor deal with uh, Ian Kinsler from the Angels. Uh, Philadelphia Phillies getting uh, your guy from the Jays. And as well as yeah, uh, Wilson, yep, yeah, Loop with uh, Wilson Ramos uh, as a catcher, that kind of surprised me a little bit too. I didn't think he'd be moved from that injury. He's injured, yeah, he's injured too. As Dribble Cabrera from the Mets, uh, and then we had Kinsler move from the Nationals to the Cubs pen. Amos, what's the word on the street there? They got uh, Hamels, but now they got Kinsler. Yeah, that one confused me. Well. Let's just uh, let's just see what happens. Uh, you know, the, the the Cubs need help in the bullpen. I've said that before, and I'll say it again. They need help in the bullpen, and the bullpen market was kind of bland at the trading deadline. You know, everyone knew the Cubs weren't going to get Britain. You know, I I didn't even know O'Day and Brock were freely available, but that doesn't mean they didn't know. Um, 
but I think in this case, the Cubs farm system isn't very good right now. So they couldn't exactly go out and get a high-end closer or a high-end bullpen piece. Um, so they kind of had to – I think they're personally taking a chance on Kinsler. But uh, the the Cubs had AAA guys coming up mm-hmm. in their bullpen. Uh, Randy Rosario was AAA. Um, Hancock was AAA. Um, who, uh, Anthony Bass, AAA. They're all in AAA now because now they're getting – uh, Pedro Strope, Carl Edwards Jr., uh, and now you got Ken. Morrow's back soon, um, isn't he? Uh, I think so. Yeah, Morrow should be back pretty soon. But I, I think this was a situation when it comes to the Kinsler deal. Uh, it's a pretty weak market. We don't have a lot we can give up. Let's see what we can find. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of like the trade because uh, Eddie Butler is a starter, and there's really no okay. room for him yep. right now. So uh, for him to go made uh, pretty good sense to me. And uh, Lacey was the other guy that they dealt in the Hamels deal. Uh, this other this other guy right. uh, oh. is what Nationals management that they got from the Cubs for Kinsler uh, is what Nationals management says that they were kind of looking for, which I had no idea about the guy. Uh, but just again, you know, on the Kinsler thing, uh, you heard rumors, or we've been, or at least I've been seeing rumors. Uh, that the Nationals thought he was kind of a detriment to the clubhouse with his mouth. I think the Nationals just have <laughs> right now. Yeah, I true. really do. They have nothing to prove what he said. Nothing. I could, I could just come on here right now and be like, oh my God, you'll never believe what Javi Baez said about the Cardinals. Exactly. Exactly. Nothing. So what is the end you game? Know, what I is the end the, game here for the, for the Nationals? Just saving their butts, I guess, huh? The Nationals are a terrible team, and they won't admit mm-hmm. they're terrible, so they're going to come up with every excuse possible. Oh, it's a bad clubhouse. Oh, we don't have a bad clubhouse. Oh, we're going to trade Harper. Oh, we're not going to trade Harper. These guys just don't know what they're doing anymore. True. They really don't. And if they make the playoffs, if by some miracle chance they do make the playoffs, they're going to collapse so hard it's not even going to be funny. <laughs> Any worse than 25-4 to 4 maybe? <laughs> well, it's speaking of the Nationals. That's a I good mean, point. Look at look what happened with Sean Presley. Not, what was the guy's name? Or Sean Kelly. As far as relief uh, pitching, or? Sean, Sean, Sean Kelly, Kelly, not Sean Presley. Oh yeah, got, Sean Kelly. Yep, we're they, talking they Sean DFA'd Kelly. They him today because he spoke up against Freddie, the Freddie Gonzalez the manager. He's and then look at the G. Well, I'm according here. according to the management and according to his agent, it was something completely different. But because <laughs> then I because then I heard the GM say, "Oh, you're either with, you're either in or you're not, or you're in or you're out, or something like that." Whatever. Uh, I think it was it's either concentrate on the front of your uniform like you're supposed to, or concentrate on that back of the uniform with that name. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it had something to do with his tantrum that he threw. You know, he, he gave up a home run when it was twenty five to two. Yeah, I know that that and I didn't he threw understand. That. Um, but uh, it looks like uh, if you want to be part of the Nationals bullpen, you have to have anger issues. You know, Jonathan <laughs> Papelbon attacking Harper, and now you got uh, former National Sean Kelly throwing his glove down in disgust. Like, how dare you? And then you're saying Kinsler is spreading rumors about the team. Just what? What are you even right. doing? How you know? dare you not run what Harper you like doing? the rest of us? <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't understand. Uh, you know, if, if we're going to stay on the national, yeah, for please. A second, can I can I please. say one more thing about them? I what what I'm trying not to use a big profanity here, but what what are they doing? Like they they come out and say, 
Harper's on the block. We're, we're listening for offers. And then literally the next morning, Rizzo says, no, he's not, he's not going to be traded. Yeah, he's staying. I heard that. He's saying, so who blew that, you know, and then if you listen to the interview with Harper, they, they asked him, are you happy to be a national? Yeah, he gave that, you know, robot answer. But he looked as confused as everybody yeah. else does. I, I'm, I'm happier if they traded for JT Real Muto, I guess, is one of his other quotes within the last month that kind of nailed me. But, but here, here's my closing statement on that. All the, the, the chances that the Nationals had of resigning Harper. Yeah, uh, agreed. Agreed. 100%. Bye. 100% agreed. Because you just made your best player think he was going to be traded when you're only six games out. Are you kidding me right now? And then you come out and say he's staying. Who, who are you going to – I mean, what's going to happen? What would have happened if Rizzo came out and said, oh, no, he's staying, and then he would have right. traded? Yeah. You know, just what the heck is going on in Washington right now? What, what's going but, on? This team doesn't know what they're doing. going to have a lot of stuff to answer for uh, once the season is said and done if they don't put something together. Uh, maybe they can just keep winning 25-4. to 4. There you go. <laughs> Not gonna. Yeah, I think that was a blowoff. That's just because the Mets are worse than the worst. Yeah, it's because the Mets are a dumpster fire. All right, let's move on. Uh, we have the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, I thought there was kind of some interesting uh, trade pickups for them. I was kind of excited when I learned Jake Diekman, uh, the lefty from Texas, was headed over. What a great relief pitcher he is, uh, understated for me. Uh, Ziegler from the Marlins, <laughs> and then my man Esco Barr from the Twins, Eduardo Escobar. Any thoughts on the Diamondbacks pickups? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what Arizona can do to keep up with yeah, the Dodgers same. now. Uh, yeah. That's my opinion, too. I don't, I don't think it's going to help them. Speaking of the Dodgers, we forgot to add, they also picked up John Axford from Toronto, too. Thank you. Thank you. But, yeah, I, I agree. The D-backs aren't going to keep pace with Dodgers now. There's no way. I, I mean, there is. They could, but I just don't see it. Well, starting pitching is going to really have to crank it up a, a notch. Sure, they added bullpen help, but you want know, to get to those uh, situations where they're in a, a hitter's park, it's not going to fare well for them. I think Arizona's got a good uh, – I honestly think Arizona's got a good starting rotation past the number one spot. I think if you compared Arizona starting pitching and the Dodgers starting pitching, Clayton Kershaw versus their number one guy – uh, could be Ray, could be Godley, could be Ricky. I think it could be, be all three of them. Robbie, Ray, three. Yeah, but once you get past Kershaw, uh-huh. I think I honestly think the Diamondback okay. pitchers, starting pitchers okay. anyway, are slightly yeah. better than yeah. the. That's why I was the saying. I thought they would add his pitching in LA. a starter pitcher, not a reliever. Yeah, especially I mean, if we're going to four or five, possibly, I'm really starting to like Walker Buehler a lot for the Dodgers right now too, but. Yeah, huh? could be right. Could be right there. Even okay. Steven, really, to me. Well, the Dodgers have like eight starting pitchers, more or less, that they have to yeah. play around with. They have to keep flipping because they keep getting yeah, hurt. yeah, because people get hurt. Exactly. <laughs> Stripling. That was the other name I was trying to think about. Is Stripling? Oh yes. Oh, yeah. Ross Stripling. Yeah, I, it, it's just. I mean, who who do the Dodgers have in the rotation? Kershaw, Hill, Ryu. Uh, but the thing is. Uh, Ryan, Hill, yeah. But Hill's, Hill's shaky. He's up, down, up, down. He's not always good. Mm-hmm. You either get good or you get bad. You don't. You don't know what you're getting with him. That's the problem. Yeah. You're not guaranteed a good number two guy with him. 
What do you have? Wood, Maeda, Bueller, Hill, and Kershaw. That's their rotation. Yeah, but they have so many extras, right. though. In the yeah, I, mean, I could see why they didn't get a starting pitcher, but at the same well, time. Well, they have normally Hunjin Ryu, but he's on a 60-day, I think. 60-day deal. Yeah, he's been hurting lately, for sure. Oh, he's still hurt. Bryce okay. is on the 60-day deal. They normally have that gotcha. Ryu. He's out, too. Everyone's just hurt. <laughs> Ouch! My nail. The, my the doctor at the hospital. The <laughs> Go there to ruin your career. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ro- Rockies, <laughs> what have they done? Matt Holiday for a minor league deal? O from the Jays? Rockies haven't done Jack. Sung Won O. Or O. Sung Won O from the Jays. That's the best they've done is Sung Won O from the Jays. Which isn't saying much. And speaking of, that's my mistake. The, the prospect I was talking about, the. Uh, Spanberger guy, he's from Colorado, not from the Yankees. Oh, okay. That's who we got. He's he's one of the guys we got for the old trade. Yeah. I mean, O's been good this year, but I don't know. I, I don't really pay attention to Colorado, so I couldn't tell you what they really needed to help them. I mean, it, you honestly think Colorado may have just mm-hmm, shut themselves out of the mm-hmm. race this year? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if that's the best they're going to do, is O, it kind of tells me they gave up, and they just said we're out of it. We're not. We're not going to compete. I don't know because I mean it's. You would have done a little more. I mean, they're, they are second right now. I mean, they're tied for second. I mean, they're not terrible. Uh, they're seven and three in their last ten games. They're not bad, but it, it just—if you think about the um, the wild card game last year, yeah, how it just all fell apart, and they really haven't changed much. Yeah. I just, th- you know, like you, I like like we were saying. I just think they just they just think we're not going to compete with Arizona and LA in the long haul. So we're just going to add one minor guy and hope we continue what we're doing type thing. All right. Hope that the prospects will be ready after the the season and hope that uh, we get some free agents and all that. Yeah. Hello, Colorado. We're calling you. (laughs) Uh, Seattle Mariners getting Zach Duke from the Twins, Adam Warren from the Yankees, and Cameron Mabin from the Marlins, among other players. Mariners guys. I I have no idea. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I really don't know what to say about this yeah. team, man. I I didn't think they needed much. They're not out of no. it. I didn't think they needed to really do much, to be honest. They're do, they're doing well as they are. I I like the Kevin Maven pick. Yeah, good pick. That was a nice little pickup because every now and then he's got some pop in his mm-hmm. bat and he plays some pretty good defense. But um, Adam uh, Adam Moore and uh, good kind of a good long relief kind of guy so if you have a starter that's not doing so well you know you could pop him in there i believe he had some good numbers with the yankees for a while and uh zach, who was zach the other one they got zach duke. zach duke how did zach do well, he, he says he's had some solid some solid bullpen moments and the guy's got a you know a pitch repertoire to choose from as well which will serve them in those those uh middle innings i, I would think and from the left-hand side against the left-handed batters for, for, for sure. Uh, but I'm anxious guys, huge series coming up August 13th in Oakland uh, against Seattle. Watch out, mark it on your calendar right now. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I'm looking forward to watching. Got to get a calendar first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I got that at Christmas time. Uh, <laughs> Yankees picking up uh, your man, Jay Happ. 
And uh, Lance Lynn from the Twins as well. Hap comes down with hand, foot, and mouth disease. <laughs> There's got to be something in the, <laughs> hey, New, the New York water or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's the second, second guy. In, who was the other guy? They got off the Mets. Who was Syndergaard. it? Syndergaard. Syndergaard. Syndergaard got hand, foot, and mouth. Apparently Thor isn't invincible after all. I, I swear <laughs> it's the water in New York or something. <laughs> second New York area pitcher. Jeez. Uh, was was there anybody in that Hap deal, Ray? That struck I, I you? I love it. I, I think it was a great trade. We got we got Billy Mc, Billy McKinney, who's an outfielder, ranked number twenty in the in the Yankee system. We got mm. a super logjam prospect area. Though. To say you're number twenty in the in the Yankee system, you're probably <clears throat> he's going to be, I'd say, top fifteen in the Jays. Yeah. And then we got Brandon. We got Brandon Drury. Yeah. People like him because he does. He does. I like his great glove. Even the last few games he's been playing, like today, for instance, against Oakland, it didn't do much because we lost. But he had a couple of nice stabs over a third. I, I like Jury's defensive. Uh-huh. Great glove. He's, he's third, second. He's played outfield. You can kind of move him around the diamond, too. Very I mean, we have a super, super log jammed infield prospect wise, but. He's young. He's twenty five. He's controllable. It's, a, it's another good pickup. I like the McKinney guy. Is going to be interesting to see how he is. But again, young, controllable, all good pickups. I like the trade for for I, rental guy. It was a good trade. I hope you guys uh, get to stay with McKinney because he's been uh, fun fact about him. This was like the third. You know, he was a chip in three big trades in the past, including yeah. uh, he used to be in the Cubs. Okay. Was he not part of the Chapman and? Uh, no, no, he was part of the deal with the athletics that the Cubs got Russell. Oh. So the athletics had McKinney along with some other people. I think that was the Samarja yes. and um, Samarja, somebody else in McKinney for deal and Russell. for Russell. And then McKinney went to the Yankees, I believe, for somebody. I, I don't know the details of that trade. And now you have him going to your Blue Jays. So. It's it's nice to see he's holding his value despite him going to different clubs. Yeah, it's like I said, man. They're trying to build the farm back up, and I they think they got a lot of good pieces. Like the who did we get from? Hold on, the guy from Houston we got. I don't remember the name. Somebody look for it. We got Ken Giles. One of the pitchers we got. Paulino and Perez. Yeah, Perez. Perez is the guy. Like he's the number ten prospect in Houston. Great pitcher, great young arm to get. He was the he was the key to the for me. Giles will be nice too because, like I said, hopefully he'll flip around with a change of scene. Mm-hmm. Now, do you know what uh, if these guys are double A players? Yeah, right? we're double. At. Double A. Giles is going to be on the roster tomorrow. The Jays are adding. The other right. two guys are double A. No, Perez is triple A. Sorry, the other guys double. Paulino or whatever his name is. That's going to be a good one. That's a good deal. I love it. Picking up, picking up those prospects. I like it. I mean, in my twins, they got, you know, a few guys here and there. You know, we were expecting to get what we got in the Dozier deal, I think, for the most part, since it'll pretty much be a, a rental here. But we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. <laughs> Are, are you surprised Dozier got dealt? I am and I'm not. 
I was thinking he would go somewhere. I wasn't anticipating the Dodgers, to be honest, even though all that talk early was Dozier to Dodgers. And then things just kind of went away, got to be the last day, and I'm like, well, still really, really haven't heard much about Dozier. And, well, mm-hmm. it was the call. <laughs> yeah. A lot of these trades happen, like, at mm-hmm. the deadline, yeah. like 355. I think Cameron Maven's deal actually didn't go official until about 402. Oh, wow. So, but I guess they had the paperwork right. in, but that could have been, you know, the so it's like the Oxford thing. Like, the, he was still with the Jays today, so I don't know what they're doing with that. But he was, he was, in, <laughs> he was today. well, he if it's trade. a player to be named or something, I think they can hold them for another 10 days. I think it's just a roster move. They haven't made the roster yeah. move yet. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting that. stuff. All okay. right. Well, guys, we're starting to run down on time, so we're going to get to our uh, our fun segment. Bum! No bum! Mm. What we have last week? A maximum bummage and an average bummage? I, I had I couldn't like decide bummage for both of mine. <laughs> <laughs> and maximum oh. bummage, I think, was yours for both. Can I just – I just want to add oh, yeah. one super quick thing, if I can, about the trades. Yeah, yes, please. If anybody noticed, the the rental market, like the thing up for the rental market, it's, it's changed big time. In the whole entire thing, the whole year, only one top five draft pick moved. That was that Francisco oh. Meja guy that went to Cleveland. Yep, the Cleveland uh, top catching prospect, yes. That's the only top five prospect that got moved <laughs> out of all the trades. Wow. These teams are getting smarter. Yeah, just I nobody's nobody's giving up the whole farm for rentals anymore. Yeah, the the scouting and like you said, you know the 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 power of the internet and, and teams knowing what they got. I guess yeah, crazy. All right, well, I guess I'll lead off on that note with my bum no bum guys. Uh, now this guy was a top prospect back in the day. Do you remember a guy by the name of Brian Taylor? B R I E N. No idea who that is. No idea? No, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> Thought it'd be fun. Yeah, I have no I, I can't give him I can't say I don't know him because I have no idea who he is. Well, I will tell you, he's a former number one overall pick, such as Ken Griffey or Chipper Jones. And I take great pleasure in this guy's because he was taken by the New York. Yankees oh, back in 1991 at a Beaufort, North Carolina high school. His senior season, 29 and 6, with 213 strikeouts and 88 innings, 1.25 ERA, fastball clock between 98 and 99 miles an hour. The Yankees take him. He signs with our favorite sports agent, Scott Boris, who in 2006 interview says to that day of the interview that Taylor was the best high school pitcher he'd ever seen. Then he starts mm. down this lovely road. The Yankees' initial contract offer, three hundred grand, typical amount given to first overall draft choice at that time. But, of course, Boris, in his infinite wisdom, advises the Taylor family, the previous year top-rated pick, Todd Van, Todd Van Poppel, if you know if you remember that guy. He was given more than $1.2 million to sign with Oakland, gives up a scholarship to the University of Texas in the process. So, of course, the Taylors hold out for the same, even though they had less leverage because Brian's poor grades in high school prevented him from getting a major college scholarship offer. They threatened the Yankees. Taylor would not sign and instead attend a local junior college to get the Yankees to agree to their terms. So Taylor signs for $1.55 million on August 26th, the day before his, quote, classes were set to begin. 
One more day would have meant the deal couldn't be signed until after the school year ended, which of course happens during the time with the following year's draft, meaning someone else could draft him. So 161 innings, 187 strikeouts for Class A and 92. Works on a curveball and a pickoff move. Double A and 93. 150 strikeouts. Also in an Eastern League leading 102 walks and 163 innings. So got work to do. Yankees making plans to go ahead, bring him up to Triple A in 94. Maybe they'll get a look before spring training and winter league ball. That's when the crap hits the fan. Taylor's brother, Brendan, apparently had gotten to a fight and had some pretty good head lacerations as a result. Well, Brian Taylor, in his ultimate wisdom, grabs a cousin, goes down to the trailer park, and I'm not lying, that's literal, to confront the fellow that had beaten up his bro. In the process, reportedly throws a haymaker that misses, and later, in the words of renowned athletic physician Dr. Frank Joby, father of the Tommy John procedure, one of the worst injuries he had ever been presented by an athlete, classifying it as oh. a torn capsule and glenoid labrum and Taylor's throwing shoulder. Nonetheless, oh, surgery follows. Taylor sets up the 94 season when he returns in 95, eight miles an hour velocity off his fastball. Bye-bye, MLB dreams. But did it end there as far as this bubbage? No. After languaging a couple more years at the Yankees, <laughs> he spends the 98 season in the Mariners system and the 99 season in the Indian system before hanging up. Then after setting up shop in North Carolina, again to be near his family with his five daughters and a couple different jobs, package handler for UPS and beer distributor. And by 2006, joins on with his dad as a bricklayer. Police charge Taylor with misdemeanor child abuse for allegedly leaving four of his girls aged from 2 to 11 alone for more than eight hours. He did not show up for his court date. One point, there were four outstanding warrants for his arrest. Somehow that goes away, probably a settlement, I'm thinking. Then, does it end there? No, March 2012, Taylor charged with cocaine trafficking after undercover narcotics agents purchased a large quantity of cocaine and crack cocaine from him over a period of several months. He receives a federal indictment, probably had to pitch in a whole different way during a 50-month prison sentence, huh? Don't know where he is today, but if I find him, maybe I can get him as a softball ringer, but guys, he is a pathetic, miserable, no good, awful, worthless bum. <laughs> well, wow. well, hey, Moses. <laughs> Safe to say, I don't think our bum is up to that. No, no. Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you later. Wow. Um, uh, okay, that was fun. Jesus <laughs> let's, let's Christ. Hear what, let's see what you guys uh, that was, Well, mine doesn't quite fit that. But... Right. We'll have some fun, though. <laughs> what, can you, what can you say about this Nothing. guy? I mean, I did, I, that's I'm, history lesson of the day, I guess. He sounds like... I'm, I'm reading... He must be friends with Daryl Strawberry, though. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Oh, I mean, this is probably the biggest bomb we've had so far. Are you kidding me? If, if I top that, <laughs> it's like I'm a never good gonna, season. I guess that good season, be. you know, could cancel out, you know, the the trafficking, <laughs> the, the cocaine, the, the the inability to sign because you're an asshole. I mean, it's just. Yeah. I thought they can say it was bad, but my gosh. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought, wow. <laughs> The, the the report I'm reading on the guy while you were going through that excellent story about him. Mm, that was way, that was a great was, story. Uh, they're calling it a Yankee uh, a Yankees a Yankees tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't call that a tragedy. <laughs> I would call that uh, you being a freaking idiot mm-hmm. uh, and ruining what you could have had. You know, oh, definitely a bum. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll just off this a little bit. I'll give my bum no bum. All right. My, mine is Jason Kipnis. What do you guys think? Ooh. Jason Kipnis. 
Now, they got his Dribble Cabrera back or something in a trade, didn't they? And so they're going to move him to the outfield, I think? Yeah, he is. Well, I don't know if he's still playing in the outfield, but he was in the outfield. He was in center at one point. Uh, oh, you know, I'm going to lean no bum. I kind of, I've kind of liked him a lot throughout his career, and I think he fills very good roles uh, for the, the Indians as far as coming off the bench when he needs to and, and spot starting when he needs to. So I'm going to say no bum. Amos, what do you think about Kipnis? He didn't get no. traded, right? No, he got drafted. He didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. I just want to be sure. Um, I'm, 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 I'm also going to say no bum just because of how big of a staple he is to the Indians. You know, he's that he's that left-handed, he's mm-hmm. that left-handed bat that you kind of yeah. need in your lineup. I'm gonna um, kind of 50% bum, 50% oh, bum. Oh, so bum like we had last week. Reason now, this is the reason I have he's kind of bumish to me. Okay, one time in his career, one time he's had an average of 300 or higher. Okay, and between 2012 to 2016, he's averaged at least 100 strikeouts a year. Oh, yeah. I agree with you guys in the sense of no bum that he's a staple to the Cleveland Indians organization. That is true. But just fills it in. For the for the stats, I feel like stats wise he's that's interesting. Over hundred over hundred strikeouts. Uh, yes. Yeah. And then on this year already to this point he has eighty right now, so he's on Oh he does. Oh. Huh. Wow. So yeah, just walk bum there knowing that. The highest total of walks he's ever had in his career is seventy six in two thousand thirteen. Huh. Okay. Right. Maybe at this point next year we'll he'll be a bum. Oh, see. Age age brings bumdom, right? He might be the next Chase. <laughs> <laughs> he brings bumdom. I'm thinking he's gonna be the next Chase Utley. The next Chase, yeah. That's yeah. the quote of the week right there. All right, Amos, you got something? I like I like that quote. We need to make that <laughs> quote of the week. Uh, age, with age comes yeah, bumdom. That's our that's our slogan for our <laughs> podcast now. <laughs> um, Thanks a lot. All right. Well, I I have a person now, and uh, I'm gonna change it up a little bit because we've already talked about him. But I'm gonna go with Kevin Gosman, not oh, as no. an Oriole. But do you think he will be a bum? Do we or think no he will be a bum with the Braves? Good one. Oh, that's oh. that's a good one, man. I won't save my answer for last, but just just based on what you know about right him and what the Braves right. are. Do you think he will be a bum or a no bum? Boy, it's really hard to say. Who, you know, when juries are totally still out. See, uh, he hasn't he right. hasn't pitched for them yet. That's why it's kind of hard for me. To yeah. Say. Right. It's kind of it's kind of just like right, right, right. I I think maybe a bum. I think there's going to be a lot more pressure on him in Atlanta than okay. he was in Baltimore. Cave to the pressure thing. Yeah. I think he's going to just cave under the pressure type thing. I think he's going to have more pressure to be the start of that team. Like yeah. to start pitching. Can, hey, Amos, can you tell me, did he go to university ball before he got drafted, or what was that? Hey, did, did he, he what Did now? he, like, Sorry. come out of high school into the MLB, or did he come out of college? Do you know, or in what university it was? I believe he came out of college. I can double-check that, but I believe he came out of college. Because I'm going to say if he came out of high school, he will probably be a bum. I don't think – I think I kind of agree with Ray that it's just kind of too much for him to to get into a situation like that right away, like for, for right yeah, now. He, yeah, he came out of LSU. He went to LSU. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to say no bum then. I'm going to say he's got that college experience behind him. 
LSU, I remember very good college World Series team back in the day too. Uh, so if yeah, if he's got that background, I think he, I think he'll do all right. I think I say no bum. All right, and I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna say no bum for for Gosman, yep. and here's why. It just you know mentioned earlier, he's going from the American League East that has two fantastic power teams to the National League. Uh, to the National League East, you know, generally believed, as I said earlier, a weaker mm. league than the American mm. League. And you got mm-hmm. two teams, uh, 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 the the Mets and the um, – boy, my brain's Marlins. gone here. The Mets and the uh, Marlins. Thank you. God. See, I told you they're forgettable, too. <laughs> no, you got the Mets and the Marlins yeah. that generally don't have good hitting. Um, so you got a very nasty pitcher that's coming to a team – that scores a lot of yeah, runs. True. You know, the Braves actually have offense, unlike the true. O's. Um, and I don't mm-hmm. – I, I, if I could, if I feel free to disagree, but I don't think he's going to be the starter. I don't think he's going to be the A starter. I still think they're going to stick with Julio Tehran, mm-hmm. um, Sean Newcomb, and then I think they're going to slide him in behind Newcomb. So, if you look at that, I, I don't think he's going to be a bomb. I think this could be something that could help him get better. Can I just add one little – Fun fact about the kind of character guy he is. Too. Oh, okay. Yeah, great. Aware of this. So before this year, he went from his old 39 to 34. Do you guys know why he changed the number 34? Mm, no. It was in honor of Roy Halladay. Uh, that should have been a guess. He did nice. it in honor of Roy Halladay. And he never played with him. Never on the same team. Yeah, he just knows about him and maybe... It's kind of his character. Or, yeah. Nice. Well, I hope he's not. A yeah, player. definitely, he'll yes. be one turn out to be a bum if you think knowing that. Yeah. All right. I just, I just think him being in Atlanta is going to help him. I think we'll see a different Kevin Gosman. Time will tell. Well, any, any parting words, guys? No, it was a fun episode. Uh, Good to be back with you guys. And had to take yeah. last week off. It was nice to be back. I only have one question as uh, we sign off for the night. And it's um, national fans. Is your head on your rear end? <laughs> I like it. That's all I got. I like it. And the hate mail starts. <laughs> hey, you showed me a championship. <laughs> there you go. It is, I, I agree with you. <laughs>